You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Here's the 2-2. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the barn! The Crimson and Cream will play for the championship in 2022! Unbelievable! Un... Stinking believable. Very well said by T. Rowe. OU, they're in the College World Series final. Yet to be determined who they're playing. Arkansas, Old Miss are going to settle that tonight and tomorrow. Uh, but OU is in. Amazing run that they're on right now. Uh, I think you're right whenever you say maybe it's time to stop saying that they're hot. They're just really, really good. Um it's no fluke. They've been doing this for uh, well about a month over a ago. Month yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is this in the it's new month thing? Month and a half, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they were playing well before the uh, Big Twelve tournament even got here. Shout out to uh, Eric the Yardbird. He's the one that kind of you know came up with that line that you just referenced there, and it's 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 absolutely true. And you know, this team had its ups and downs during the the year, but it's not like they were that far off. You know, I. You take away that Texas game. You take away, I think it was that Saturday Oklahoma State game. Um, you end up winning the conference this year outright, regular season. So this team has been closer than we realize, but I don't know how, how, how many people realistically thought that they could play for a national championship. And here they are as the hottest team, maybe the best team. It is just uh, it's fun to sit back and be able to watch tonight to see who your opponent's going to be. The pro- it's not a problem. The tough thing is, I don't know who your MVP is up to this point. You've got two legitimate options at pitcher that you could pick. You've got Peyton Graham. You've got Tanner Treadaway. Um, there's probably a couple other names that you could throw out. I, I, I don't know who you choose right now. Yeah. Yeah, what Graham had uh, reached base in like seven or eight straight at-bats. Um, during one run in the in the College World Series, that's amazing. He accomplished a feat that hadn't been done since Barry Bonds played in the College World Series. Four hits and two stolen bases in a game. Um, plus, he's been pretty good out in the field. I know uh, what he got charged with an error against Notre Dame, but uh, has has made some some really good plays out there. Pitching's been good. Uh, Jimmy Crooks continues yeah, to... Yeah, I didn't even mention him, but he hit a three-run bomb today. Yes, put him in that conversation, please. Yeah, he continues to uh, to be a big force for them offensively, scoring runs, knocking runs in. You know, he had three RBI uh, in the first game against Texas A&M whenever they put up 13. So he's been on a tear in the postseason. Um, yeah, there's... there's I, I'm with you. I don't know who you would say up to this point. It's kind of hard whenever you've just had pitchers have one outing. Now, 
if Kate Horton goes out and in game two closes the thing out with another gym like he had against Notre Dame, well, then, real tough. You, then you may say, okay, you have two outings like that, MVP type of stuff. But my guess is the bats are going to continue to, to do what they've done. Running the base is going to continue to do what they've done. I'm with you. I don't know how you uh, I don't know how you pick the uh, the MVP at this point. Text line says apologies needed to the Sandman for all that thought that there was any other option. Yeah, I mean, um, there were, there were some people that thought that maybe this game needed to be a bullpen day. That he didn't look good in his previous outing. Let's just make it a bullpen day. But he rolls out there and has the most strikeouts for a pitcher for OU in the Men's College World Series in a long time. 12, 12 strikeouts today. What he gave you, seven complete innings, only allow, uh, allowed one run. Like, whatever you hoped he would be today, he he outdid that by by miles. I mean, to, to get seven innings in just one run when your offense is performing the way that it did, can't say enough about David Sandlin and his performance today. I've been talking a lot about Kate Horton, what he did on Sunday night. But dare I say, David Sandlin might even have been more impressive today after the previous start that he had. He was big time. And mentioned it a couple times on the show, but for those that didn't hear it, was most impressed with what he did when he was in a jam. He was in two jams today, the top of the second, the top of the fourth. Top of the second, runners on the corners, two outs, struck that guy out. Uh, Top of the fourth, two on, nobody out, struck out the side after that. That's the sign of a dude that's got a lot of, uh, you know what, Teddy, and uh, he showed yeah. it today. Yep, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And um, it goes back to April 12th, Tyler. Um, the day the April Titanic 10th, sunk? Yeah, well, they played Oklahoma State in in that, uh, that series where they beat them in the first game, had them beat in the second game, but lost it 7-8, to eight, and then... Uh, lost the uh, the final game on Sunday, but then they beat Texas Tech in a midweek game. They didn't lose another series from that point on when they beat Texas Tech, and I think that's whenever like Spikerman came into the lineup and some guys started to get healthy. That's the real turning point. That from that point on, Oklahoma was a different baseball team. So that's a long time. You're going back to April 12th. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, uh, let's see. Text line starters in three games have 26 total strikeouts to just two walks. Jeez, that is that is insane, man. Um, right. I mean, the strikeouts are big, but just to limit the walks, especially when you're going up against uh, great offensive teams like you're at, that's that's huge. Um, how, how about the run that OU? We haven't talked about this yet. How about the run that OU was gifted? Was that in the bottom of the? No, it was the bottom of the third inning. Where AM's first baseman looked like your son's yep. Little League team just completely dropped it. AM, great team, made it to the basically the final four of this tournament. 17 errors, the most in the NCAA tournament, and it bit him today. Yep. No, it did. That was a weird play. Just a little routine, easy grounder to second. And I think it was was Peyton Graham on yeah, base. He scored. Maybe? Yeah, he he uh, yeah. he had a double that inning and he he came around and scored, yeah. Came around score just an easy throw, um, you know, from the first base side of where the second baseman was playing. He moved over to make a play. Throw wasn't perfect, but 
gosh, it's it's a catch that a Division One first baseman makes uh, 999 out of a thousand times, and he dropped it and it cost him a run. And you know, it it at that point, and there was plenty of game to play, but that does a number on your pitching and kind of the overall morale of the team. And uh, that was that was a big point for him. Not yeah. not all errors are created equal, man. Um, yeah, right. the the total morale of your team, if you know, you get a hard hit ball to the shortstop and it just handcuffs him, and a guy gets on first base, and you know, it it's nothing outside of just that. Then it's not really all that big of a deal, and you move on. But when you have an error where the first baseman just drops the most simple play in baseball and the opposing team scores a run off of it when they already have a run, that's pretty damaging morale-wise. And I I don't think that's what single-handedly sunk the ship today for Texas A&M. I think it was David Sandlin's performance and Jimmy Crook's massive bomb earlier in the game. But all that to say there was no really – there wasn't really any drama today, and there hasn't really been a whole lot of drama for OU in this tournament. That's how well that they're playing. They're not just in the championship series. They've dominated their way to the championship series. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing to to kind of watch um, for me a little bit is the kind of the back half of the lineup has – because they were hot through the regional, super regional, Kendall Pettis. Um, he's, he's been on a bit of a cold streak here. Uh, and the run he was on there through the regional and, and super regional was awesome. And he's cooled off a little bit. If, if he could get back in, into a nice little streak himself, um, you know, doing some of the damage that he did out on the base paths, drawing walks, getting hit by pitches, uh, stuff like that. That would that would round things out a little bit better. That's a bit troublesome on the back end, but I mean, you're you're just really you're you're trying to find things right, at this point, yeah, you know. Exactly. Do you blame him after getting hit in the chest? Game one against oh Texas A and M. I would be on a little bit of a cold streak as well if I had that happen to me. It was about a 95-mile-an-hour fastball that hit him square. That was That's tough, man. That Not only does that hurt like crazy, but, you know, that's a dangerous place to get hit right near the heart. And I got to think you're thinking about that the next oh, yeah. time you go yeah, to the plate, totally. right? Yeah, but, yeah, the bottom of the order, again, you're really grasping. Real, I mean, they just clinched a spot yeah, in the championship no series. Doubt. But the, the flip side of that conversation is how good the top of the order was today. Your leadoff hitter, John Spikerman, uh, two hits today. Your two-hole, Peyton Graham, he had a hit today. Blake Robertson, your, your three-hole, he had a hit today. Tanner Treadaway, your cleanup, he had a hit today. Jimmy Crooks, your five-hole, he had two hits with a three-run bomb today. So, yeah, I mean, you always want to be good up and down your order, but when, you're, when the top of your order is producing like that, where one through five all have hits and two of those guys have multiple hits – with the pitching performances that you're getting, you, you still might be okay in a championship series if this is what you're going to get. And, you know, speaking, right. of, speaking of pitching, man, I, I don't know if there's another sport out there where just overall confidence is more important than it is in baseball. 
and your your three pitchers right now, have they had more confidence at any point this season? Jake Bennett got to be feeling good, and we know that Cade Horton and David Sandlin got to feel good going into their next starts as well. It's, it's just a really sweet place to be. Sometimes you make it to the championship series and say, it feels awesome to be here, but, man, we're going to need some contributions here from some guys that we really haven't counted on, on the, all that much during the season. It's not the case for OU. you got your big guns going. So whatever happens here, you live with it because you're going to be going with your best here coming up this weekend. Yeah. Big time. Big time. A lot of momentum. Uh, and not just talking about baseball, just talking about with athletics, um, and I, I, I think it's going to translate into football. Now, I'm not saying that this has any effect on what the football team does. I just think that the positive run that the 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 program athletic department is on right now is going to continue into the fall. I think that I think the the football team is. Regardless of what people say nationally or think nationally, I think it's going to be. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty good. It's going to be different, but I think it's going to be different in all the ways that you want it to be. Yeah, um, man, it, it's really setting up for an epic 2022 for OU athletics. It just seems like everyone on campus has been winning at a high level. A um, couple have already won a national championship and. You would have a chance at, what, three national championships in about a three-month span, maybe even shorter than that, like a two, two-and-a-half-month span. Uh, maybe that's happened before. Um, I'm sure it has, but it just feels like OU Athletics is on a heater right now that we haven't seen in a while. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, you would have – I mean, if you're counting the ones that you won and the ones you had a chance for, you had a chance for um, men's, women's gymnastics, tennis – Golf, softball, baseball—that's six. Yeah, yeah, and uh, pretty I mean, wild. You know, women's college basketball made one of the biggest turnarounds of the sport this past year. Uh, you know, round of thirty-two. Oh but, yeah. You know, it was a huge turnaround for them. So, and you expect that to that to keep rolling for sure. Good yeah. stuff. So go hogs tonight. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to do the the hog call in your living room because it is uh, maybe the most creepy chance that someone does in collegiate athletics but you can silently root it's for the not, hogs tonight is it really that bad yeah. i don't think it's all that bad have you seen it in person uh yeah kind not in person but see it in person and then come back to me because i have seen it in person and it's it's just down like to the sound uh, that everyone may and it's just it's just odd man it's, it's just real odd yeah and is that really the sound that you make to get a to hog a, a hog to come your way? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's strange. It reminds so whenever I was young, elementary age, there was an old lady that lived across the the road from our house. And my house probably sat about Oh, I don't know, 150 yards off of the road, and it's not a busy road, but across that there was a pasture, and then this lady lived alone, and she had cattle. And whenever I would get up in the morning and go out and wait for the bus, 
this lady would come out every morning and start yelling for the cows to come over to her house where she would feed them. And it was the funniest thing. she just go, dip, 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 <laughs> nonstop. And eventually you'd see these these cows come like trotting down the uh, these paths out of the woods uh, to come up to the house. Pretty funny. Speaking of Arkansas, <laughs> did it sound anything like this when she uh, was calling for the cows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> that is a lot. What it, that is, that's pretty close to what it sounded like. It was just over and over and over. Then when, uh, when when she got the cows to come her way, turn that damn jukebox on, like he says after games. Uh, well, her name was Ethel. I don't know. Of course, of course. I don't know that Ethel had the had a jukebox over there in that <laughs> house. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. But pretty funny. All right, uh, quick timeout. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Hanging out at the Carlstone today. Brand new senior living community right here in the heart of Norman. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers, we're all about you. The smile makers, the trailblazers, people doing what they do best, making things happen for those that need it most. The kind of people that are true game changers. And we're all about giving you the exact vehicle you're looking for. If you don't see it, Thanks, Skip. Well, A&M's butt pucker today. They lose 5-1 to one over OU. Sooners off to the championship series against either Arkansas or Ole Miss. Hogs got to beat the Rebels twice in the next two days. Ole Miss wins tonight. Well, we got OU and Ole Miss Saturday night, game one of the championship series. Speaking of Skip Johnson, I- I'm sure that he's going to get – a pay raise and some sort of an extension at the end of the year. He definitely deserves that. Could you see Skip Johnson being at OU for for a long, long time? What, what's that situation look like to you as it stands today? I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know enough about like his history and like where he'd rather be to comment i mean i know he spent a ton of time at texas um and in texas as a juco coach so it feels like the entirety of his career has been spent i mean in in this region of the country so that's something he's not out on the west coast and his roots are in texas or anything right um i guess his his entire 25 year coaching career uh in the state of texas um in the 10 most recent years at the university of texas so i don't know i guess that i, I guess there's a chance that that a, a texas school might make a a big time offer at him and get him out of out of oklahoma but my guess is after this 
And what I'm, I'm expecting Josie probably does in response to that and what you've got coming in facilities that it's probably going to be pretty hard to lure him away, don't you think? Yeah, well. Especially and, if they win it. And I, mean, I, th- I think the OU job is about to get a lot more attractive as well. Not that it's not right. now, but SEC baseball is just like SEC football. It is a status thing. It's a big deal to to be an SEC baseball head coach like it is to be an SEC football head coach. A lot of coaches run to this conference. Well, unless you're Lincoln Riley, but really everyone else runs to this conference for the most part. Um, I, I think that that's a big feather in OU's cap, that they're going to be an SEC baseball school here really quick. And if they get those facilities along with it, then the job's going to look even better. Um, I think the big thing for him, and, it, and it's obvious, is you, you just build upon this year. You know, don't make it a flash-in-the-pan type of situation. You build on this year, then you've you've really got some momentum behind you on, at, at this job. Right. All, all that to say, I, I, don't, I, I think he – There's. I, I would guess that he's here for a while would be my guess. Well, I think the SEC portion of it, like you mentioned, is is a huge factor that you can't downplay. Being a being the the head coach at OU, off of a, a College World Series final at least appearance, going to the SEC, that even even the history, it, it, it elevates OU's job over Tech, TCU, any of those down there that you may have uh, thought that he would he could possibly leave the it's a they have had recently better baseball programs but going to the sec riding the wave of momentum he's got right now i mean the really the only other job is texas yeah right and i don't see i don't once you make the jump from from one of those schools to the other it it's you're almost saying that you can never go back right um, I, I, I don't as know. a head coach, yeah, I, I think Texas is good with David Pierce for a while. I think he's been there five years and has made three College World Series in his five years. So they did just fire their pitching coach this week, which was interesting. But I don't know. I, I feel like Texas is not going to be open for a while, so we probably don't even have to have to worry about that. But yeah, I, I think Skip will be here for a while, and the guy that I really hope he is is here for a while is is Reggie Willits, and we talked about it for yep. you know a couple times this week. I. I don't have any inside information on this. It's just a feel. Um, being a Fort Cobb guy and being away from his family for so long during the summer, coaching and playing in the bigs, I feel like this is his real opportunity to potentially make up for that, but also be in the game. It kind of feels like it's the perfect situation for yeah. him, kind of that perfect match, especially since he's going to have a kid uh, play baseball at OU here soon. So my hope and my guess would How be good, the is this skip. Kid good? And, yeah, his kid's really good. His, yeah, his kid's really good. Uh, n- he got the genes. No shock. He got the genes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that right now there's no way that Skip Johnson is looking out there for something better. No, I don't think You've so. You've poured a ton of effort, emotion, energy, time into trying to get to this result and – Hopefully they finish this thing off, and and if they do, I that's whenever you really 
switch it into overdrive and yeah, get rolling. Yeah, and especially if he caps this off with the national championship, and I guess this really kind of applies to any sport. You don't see a whole lot of coaches leave a job where they won a national championship. Well, unless you're Urban Meyer and you fake uh, heart issues to leave Florida to go to Ohio State, where we're <laughs> taking shots at everyone in this segment now, aren't we? But really, I mean, I, right. I, I don't feel like, unless there's just some obvious ones not coming to mind, once you win a national championship at a school, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, 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 the job security goes up. It feels like you're there for a while. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And you're right. Like going to the SEC as a baseball coach, coming off of a, a a season like this, that's the that's what you're shooting for in college baseball, right? Going into the best baseball conference um, with success, hopefully with facilities that are going to be right there, competitive. Um, you know, he's he's already got as good of a reputation as there is out there as a pitching coach. And the way the offense came around this year with the addition of Reggie Willits and what they've done, right, this isn't just a, a pitcher destination anymore. I'm guessing that uh, the recruiting is going to jump up big time. Just the exposure that they've had yeah, man. here over the last month and a half is massive for I'm, – I'm, I don't know baseball recruiting, but I know that whenever you have exposure in the baseball world against the best of the best for this long and handle yourself the way that they have, that gets some attention. Uh, we got an we got an update on an interesting situation that popped up on the text line Monday after the Notre Dame win. It's it, uh, the yeah. text Monday said my ex wife and I made the trip for games one and two. We've never lost a football or baseball game together. So I told my girlfriend I went with some friends. One more win, and I just have to lie one more time. Now the update is, well, my ex and I may have gotten back together on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) For the good of the OU baseball program, yeah. Just try it out one more time. You got to love it. You know, the the baseball team is not just bringing – bringing fans back they're bringing relationships back how about that love that amazing uh let's get to a few texts here before we hit a break i'm about to spend two-thirds of my bank account to drive to omaha and get tickets for sunday night is that going to be enough yeah yeah not going to be cheap uh you're going to have to pay at the pump unfortunately if you fly there's about a I don't know, 35% chance that your flight never oh makes gosh. it into the air. We can rebook you for Wednesday. Uh, um, we know the College World Series will be over by then, but we'd be happy to get you in Omaha by Wednesday if we just redirect you. That's how they do it. And it's you. do you remember um, Meet the Parents whenever the lady's typing on that computer? Yeah. How fast she's <laughs> typing and just staring at it, and he's just sitting there looking at her? That's that's ex- that captures the emotion of that moment perfectly. Text line: Jeff Lebby needs to be in Omaha working up that baseball scouting report. He has to have some sources. Lane Kiffin will one thousand percent be in Omaha for the championship series. What are the odds that Brent Venables makes his way up there? Because you're right, um, it, it matters. Like exposure on ESPN. That's a big thing for a baseball program, but Brent Venables made the most of the situation at the Women's College World Series getting some TV time. 
if he's there, they'll get him for another interview. I, I got to think he's probably there. No if about it. He'll be there. 100% and not, and not like on the premise of, oh, I'm going to go up there just so I can get on TV and help out the football program. I, I don't think he'll go up there even if there's the, you know, he knows that there's no TV exposure. That's that's not why he's going up there. But, yeah, he'll be there. Right. Yep. He, 100% he'll be there. That's my guess anyways. I don't. What's the what's the recruiting window look like right now? Is this another dead period? Can they see anyone? Um, I know they just had a commitment hmm. from Nebraska. Um, if there's ever an opportunity to to kill two birds with one stone, Venables is your guy. Yeah. But I don't I don't know that they can see recruits right now. Probably not. But uh, my guess is he'll be there for sure. Who sent this? At on least the, be there for game one. Who sent this on the text line? I don't know, guys. That USC baseball job is pretty attractive. Seriously, MLB <laughs> is probably the threat to steal Skip away. So I guess USC is – the rumor is they're going to hire Texas assistant Troy Tulowitzki, who was a really good player in Major League Baseball. And I, I know that this is kind of off the path of what we're talking about, but um, USC ranked 98th nationally in attendance this year with 643 fans a game. So it sounds like one of their football games. And they've been to just one Super Regional since 2002, and they've had two winning seasons in their last 16 years. Some of those California schools, man, it makes no sense why they're just so average. Tons of baseball talent out there, yeah. Well, I don't know. And here's one thing I know about Skip Johnson. I've only met him a couple of times, very brief conversation. I've heard him on with Toby a bunch. Skip Johnson ain't going to California, okay? You can mark that you down sure? right this, now. This sounds yes. pretty West Coast to me. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear that on the West Coast, see how they respond. I, I guess he could be in a hunting blind on Rodeo Drive <laughs> early one morning, see what, see what comes across the road. No way. Great point. Um, yeah, great point. Now, Major League Baseball. I I don't I I don't know what his salary is right now. I don't know what it's going to be after what I, I would almost guarantee is going to be an aggressive bump. But I, I don't know, man. You could. That is a totally different animal, man. Totally different animal. And I don't know. Maybe that's what he wants. He's always wanted to go coach in the in the big leagues, which I'm guessing that he probably could have done that anytime he wanted as a pitching coach, but hasn't made that jump. It's probably because, you know, he's a guy that 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 loves to, to do some other things. He loves to hunt, he loves to fish, and college baseball affords you a little bit more of of downtime and not nearly the pressure, probably not the money, but I don't know. But you can't control your roster, man. I think that's a big deal. When coaches get a taste of being able to completely control your roster versus, you know, maybe even sometimes you don't even have full control of what your starting lineup is going to look like. Remember the money – or remember the uh, the show uh, uh, Moneyball where yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what uh, was Art Howe the, the manager that was portrayed there? Like, yeah. sometimes it's like the GM says, no, you're playing this guy. Sorry. 
That's not always the right. best situation. Right. No, I mean, it's it's a different animal. I, I can't say I don't know him an, at all to say whether where he would want to be, but I, I, that's it's it's totally different. My guess is where he's at right now. He would not want to be jumping to Major League Baseball whenever he's going to. Like, other than the majors, it's the spot you want to be. SEC coming off of this type of success with new facilities. In the works, no, he, he's at a really, really good spot. I, I'm i really not too worried about it. Reggie Willits is the one I'm worried about, but it sounds like like all the things that you've thrown out there make a ton of sense yeah, to me. Yeah, we're brilliant, I right. agree. Yeah, they're really smart. Yeah. yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Final hour. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. That's Bobby Stoops with us yesterday, live on The Rush. We are the ref, the homeless Sooner fans, Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman. OU off to the championship series. Teddy's going to do his best to take his son to Omaha. I will be exploring any and every opportunity to go to Omaha myself. We'll see if it works out for both or either of us. But how big do you think it is? Because I do think a lot of OU fans, if they're not already in Omaha, are going to find a way to make it up there this weekend. But how many, I, I know you can't put like a number on it, but how many more people do you think will go that they clinch today and we don't have to wait until tomorrow? Because I do think that that's a, a factor. Lot. Yes, you get that extra time to, to try and figure out plans and put something together. Uh, I think that's a massive, massive factor. And I don't know. I don't know how available the tickets are, or if it's at this. I haven't even looked at the tickets. If it's hard to get a ticket at this point, I don't know. But I mean, that's always going to be a factor. But I, I, I can I can offer if, a guess on that. By the way, I think the okay. tickets going to be easier. I'm not saying a lot easier, but I, I feel like it's going to be easier if you play Ole Miss rather than Arkansas. Uh, I mean, yeah, Arkansas is no the doubt. closest destination to Omaha. I mean, they're nuts. They're, they haven't won a national championship yet. A lot of Ole Miss fans will be there. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like more Arkansas fans would show up to the championship series. Totally agree. Here's the thing. If I am considering it as heavily as I am, that means there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> The going. entire fan base is going to show up, <laughs> right? Seriously. Right. Yeah, that that's that's a pretty telling sign of of what it may look like up there, come Saturday afternoon and evening. And that's the other thing is, you can you can the game Saturday is at six o'clock. You can leave Saturday morning and get there for the game. Six and a half hour drive is that what it is to Omaha? Yeah, probably a little more than that. Probably it's it's when I was looking today, and, and it's hard to tell because it. it like factors if you leave at that moment because of traffic and if there's stuff along the way. It was saying, you know, seven and a half or eight, right around eight hours. But, yeah, you can probably make it a little bit quicker than that depending on the time that you go and just how fast you are willing to uh, to push it. I'm looking on StubHub right now. Um, I think that these tickets will drop. I think that with Arkansas and Ole Miss still in it, once 
one team is officially eliminated. I think those prices are going to go down a little bit, but still, dang. Um, I bet they haven't even gone down from A and M being eliminated. Yeah, maybe not. One ninety nine each for an outfield seat for game one on Saturday, though, is what StubHub is showing. Yeah, it'll go down. Ooh. I'm just wondering how much it's going to go down. Hmm. Yeah, that that's expensive. But now here's the thing: I know there's better better seats than others, but. Baseball, I feel like you just kind of need to be in the building, just right? Just be in the building, man. Yeah, you're, you're going to get the atmosphere. I mean, if you can, if you have a way to get a, a better seat, by all means, take advantage of that. But if you're just in there, um, you'll you'll feel the atmosphere. You'll, uh, atmosphere. You'll, you'll know how big the moment is. This is not one of those trips, though, to me, just because you got to drive so long. If you can't find a ticket, if it's all you can do, hang out at the bars, I think that's fine, but... This is one of those where you've got to find a way into the ballpark if you can. I'm not yeah. driving all that way just to hang outside the stadium. And it it will be packed. What does it hold? Uh, was it thirty something thousand? Let me. Uh, it's it's a lot more than I thought it was, especially for. I thought Parker said like thirty seven or yeah, something for a uh, for a minor league field. I was like, dang, really? It holds that much? Um, yeah, thirty. It's able to expand to thirty five thousand spectators. Jeez. Yeah. It'll be packed. Whoever it is, um, Arkansas, Ole Miss, it's going to be packed because well, OU hasn't won it since 94, and Arkansas, Ole Miss, neither one have won one ever, right? That's right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, Arkansas yeah. was a drop fly ball away from winning it, I think, over Oregon State three years ago, maybe. Uh, Ole Miss has had some good teams, but – that that in itself, what we just said, that makes the tickets that much tougher to get or that much more expensive. Um, right. It, like if you're just looking for the cheap ticket, the experience wouldn't be you know as hostile or maybe even as fun. But if you're playing Stanford in this thing, you probably find some cheap tickets. But you're playing Arkansas and Ole Miss, two baseball schools that have never won a title before. They're 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 going to bring a lot of fans, a lot of fans. Yep. But I think OU will too. Yep. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, I'm with you. I do think it's going to drop, though. I think it's going to drop. I think there's there. it's a hot market right now because every single Arkansas fan and every single Ole Miss fan thinks that they're going to make it. So it it's staying as, as a super hot commodity. My guess is it takes a, takes a fair, fairly big nosedive in the next day or two. Text line, uh, Stephen OKC says, I'm in Omaha now. More Ole Miss fans than Arkansas. Uh, hotel rates really? are Disney-esque right now. Yeah, I don't think I'll be staying in Omaha. Where are you going to stay? What is it? Uh, is Council Bluffs, is that's what's right across the river I, in just, Iowa? Yeah, I know Council Bluffs is, is in Iowa, but I'm not up to Iowa geography. That's probably where I'm going to stay. Uh, I I refuse. I don't need to be down there in the party. Um, it, if if I need to be, I'll take a we'll take a, a shuttle or something. Uh, I was told that there's shuttles that run from like Council Bluff over to. It's just right there, really close, and they run right there across. I mean, I I've already been gouged enough. I can't handle it again. I'm. Uh, yeah, Council Bluffs, it's it's basically connected. Son, get in the car. 
It's a father-son trip. We're going to go stay in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Westchesterton, Fieldville, Iowa. Orlando yeah. and Iowa is where you're going to be getting hotel rooms this summer. Wow. Best summer ever. Best summer ever. Best summer ever. <laughs> We're sleeping in a car. I ain't paying for no $300 hotel room. If I was 22, I would seriously consider that. Just like hanging out in the parking lot all night long. Um, it like the, the parking lot of the of the stadium. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I yeah. would have considered it. I could rent one of those RVs maybe, but. That's that's probably end up being way more expensive than a uh, than a hotel Two room. Grand and gas to get up there, no doubt. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up next here from the Carlstone. Stay tuned.